Marie Didina, your spiritual life coach. This is the Beyond Grounded Podcast. Our goal is to help you overcome those paralyzing roadblocks by discussing life experience and connecting you with your universal team. Welcome to the Beyond Grounded family. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beyond Grounded. I'm your spiritual life coach, Brian Didino. And today's guest is like far beyond any dimension of connection, I must say. Tina Fraley, she has become the director of the Hagerstown Sports Club and Fitness. She also has a virtual gym online with fitmindedliving.com. She also does the Fit Minded podcast. So I'm excited for us to kind of grow and evolve and learn about falling in love with our bodies through our journeys. And I think Tina can bless us with that, and I'm excited. So welcome, Tina. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and just super um, aware of how amazing today is going to be, and I can't wait. Perfect. So if, if you can, let's, I, and I do this pretty much, there's always a beginning. You know, take us back to the beginning of your journey and share with us as open as you want to be about what happened that you, you started to realize that you really fall in love with yourself. Okay. Um, so let's see, there's probably a couple of different spots we can begin that story or journey. Um, as someone today who has lost 150 pounds. Oh, wow, sister. Um, I will have that be kind of the beginning of things for me because it was the original pursuit of trying to lose weight, which kind of pushed me out into massive amounts of uncomfortable places that taught me how to become more of myself. Um, I was essentially trying to stop being so trapped in my own body because that's what it felt like. I had just had my seventh child um, and I was trying to breastfeed her. I had gone into a side room off of my bedroom that was kind of like a, an office, a nursery, and just a catch-all for everything in the townhouse we lived in. And I had no space on my lap to actually fit the boppy around so that I could lay her on top of it and breastfeed her. And that was an emotionally breaking point for me. I was staring down at my newborn and she's screaming and crying and I'm crying and screaming inside and trying not to let it out because I need to soothe her and I can't soothe myself. And the one thing that I know I'm supposed to be able to give my child, I can't because there's so much of me in life at that point that there was no more room. And it, it was a eye-opening experience, but it was it was like that bottom of the bottle breaking point that I needed to get to. Um, from that moment, I just decided that I needed to change, and it wasn't just my weight. It was my mindset. It was my understanding. It was my acceptance or lack thereof of myself, and that began a, a really hard but amazingly healing journey towards discovering and reconnecting with the woman I am inside and out. I started to enjoy looking at the woman looking back at me in the mirror and really took time to find out who she was and why she was here. And that kept me moving forward and 
just allowed me all of these different experiences that I would have never thought were coming from a weight loss journey. <laughs> I, I was adamant that it was the, the weight of my life that needed to come off of me, not just the weight on the scale. So if that makes sense. Oh my gosh, that's such clear, you know, such clear sense um, for pretty much a lot of us, you know, and just a kind of a question, a quick question about it is, you know, out of all the years that it took you to get to that point, you know, and I'm sure that you can look back and go, well, I just kind of went right back into what was normal. Was, was there just a certain feeling that you just, just no more, you just knew? Like what, what made you look at it like it wasn't going to just be another moment where you just relapsed back into what you had always done? Do you, do you know putting a finger on it? At different moments in my life, I had experienced what trapped felt like, but being trapped in my own body was like the final straw. I had had a, a not so pleasant upbringing, uh, lots of violence and abuse and neglect in my childhood, and the the learning from that experience led me into a first marriage that was very abusive. Um, I'm a domestic violence survivor of nine years. My first five children and I literally were extricate, extricated from that situation about 15 years ago, and life changed. Oh, my goodness. Um, when I really looked at what experiences were thematically reoccurring over and over and over again, it was this trapped feeling that I wasn't allowing myself to actually come into, understand, embrace, and then move through. I just kept putting myself back into the same cycle of chaos, the same cycle of disarray and misunderstanding, and this one, I was no longer willing to accept that that was where I had to stay. I, I understood that if, if I was going to live, I had to do it. I couldn't just think it. I couldn't just hope for it. I couldn't just want for it. And I couldn't look at my children anymore and go, life is okay for you, just not me. This is meant for you, but not me. You're lovable, but I'm not. You're extraordinary, but I'm not. And that was part of the trap that kept coming up. My body was physically manifesting that thought process, that emotional repression, if you say it for a lack of a better way of saying it. Um, the exercise and the nutrition and all of the resources that I started to learn about were ways to express that so that that was how the weight started coming off. It wasn't just burpees and sit-ups and <laughs> exercise programs. It wasn't salads and rabbit food and such. It was truly a transformation and understanding that in order to live, I had to matter in my own right. Giving you that understand that, yeah. that that was a part of the process. Yeah, giving you that experience of confirmation that you was worth it. I, I'm sure that that was yeah. such a profound feeling. It was an extraordinary feeling, absolutely. One that I, I still come up against today and, and have to reflect on how amazing it is once you step into it and how much I really know that it could have changed my life had I understood it sooner, but not judging the fact that I woke up when I woke up because that was part of the process. 
Absolutely. It was it was a point where I, I, I just kind of reassure people, even even myself at times, much like you said, you, there's moments where you just got to reassure yourself that you awoke when you were 100% ready. Yes. Absolutely, yes. I, I talked a lot about the, the timing piece um, with with myself, with my clients, and then even in different moments with my children and my husband, that it's when I look back over my life, yes, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, and there's so many different things that from here today, I can look back and go, man, did I miss a boat, or why didn't I make this decision there? So true. But you can't use today's information against yesterday's decision. Oh, my God, that's so profound. Can you just just take a minute and repeat that for me and everybody? <laughs> yeah, no, you, you can't use today's information or today's knowledge and judge yesterday's actions. Because the person you are today is because of the person you were yesterday. All of the experiences that I've had up until this very moment have all led up to being who I am. They've all the abuse, the the neglect, the extraordinary opportunities I've had in my life, every piece of it, not good or bad, just all of it, the life experiences, they've all allowed me to become this woman. Learning to like her was another leg in the journey. Learning to understand her and accept who I am, that was a whole nother journey and a whole nother experience, adventure, I call them today. But that's part of the process is understanding and coming to, a, I guess for a lack of a better word, a kind of a, a solution or a, we're, we're all good. We're all here. We arrived. Let, let's live now instead of judging yesterday. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I'm, honestly, even I need to hear that. There's so many of us need to hear it, and I'm sure there's many times we have to remind ourselves of that. It's just, you know, slowing yourself down and becoming more present right now. And yeah, that, that's absolutely. where the power is. Your power is here. Oh, my gosh, amazing. Oh, Tina, I fluffy heart you. I can't stand it. I can stand it. I want more <laughs> of it. Uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing your heart on that. And Let's talk about your journey then. Like once you woke up and you started to put time into getting to know that that aspect of you, like let's start going into your journey about how you got to where you are now and how you're aspiring and expanding and extending. Did you get like a coach or a counselor or start going to the gym or? Ironically enough, I was actually finishing my master's program for counseling when I started all of this. Um, When... So when I was little, my my dream, when I grew up, I was going to be Dr. Stever from Growing Pain. Oh, my gosh. I, I wanted my own office in my big house with my picket fence and my children right next door to me so that I could be at home with them and do the career thing. And I have just always been infatuated and in awe of understanding the mind and its power over the body and life. Um, ironically, that's kind of what I coach from perspectively today is just that mindset being a, a make or break piece for the rest of things. Um, I, I was finishing my master's program and just decided that I needed to move more. I needed to learn how to eat better and I needed to believe in something. So why not myself? And so from that point, I found a coaching program 
on an infomercial and I, I bought them. They were beach body programs. I had them shipped to my house, uh, the expedient shipping. So it would get there that same week. And then I put it on my desk and it stood in front of me and I watched it. Um, <sighs> while I watched my TV, I could see it in the package still for about a month and a half. So it's that moment where you know you need to do something. You've gotten the skill, the resource, the tool that you know is going to change things, but then you just kind of stare at it and apprehensively wait. And I was scared, and I I was absolutely petrified that I wasn't going to be able to do it. It was just going to be another quick fix, and I was going to flunk that and fail that and myself and my husband and my children, and it was just going to be, yet again, this trap that I set myself up to fall into. So I had another breaking point. My husband was sitting on the couch next to me and I was sobbing because I was postpartum again with yet another child and experiencing all of these overwhelming feelings of lack of worth, completely feeling just down and depressed and unable to comprehend why I just had a baby and I can't even feel what was going on with her, with my body, with my marriage, like everything was in overwhelm. And I looked across and I literally begged him. I'm like, I need help. And I know I need help. And I'm scared to ask anyone else for it. And I need you just to be my best friend right now. And that's what he did. We just, he, he started doing these workouts with me after 12 and 14 hour days of him working and coming home. We put the kids to bed. We take turns doing the bath time and dinners and just, it was this orchestrated perfect event of just epic proportion because looking back on it, I'm like, I don't even know how we did it, but we did. There were lots of tears. There were lots and lots of, words and moments that I think we both would have done differently looking back now. But again, you can't judge yesterday with today's knowledge. I lost the first 50 pounds doing a program for 90 days. I didn't really change too much of my eating because I was also quitting smoking at the time. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) I, I laugh with my clients because you have to choose one or the other. You can't do jumping jacks and smoke a pack of cigarettes. It doesn't work. But that's also proof that I'm as stubborn as I talk about. I I don't teach, coach, offer, or give anything that I haven't put myself through for the most part. So if I'm coming to you and I'm going, this works, it's because I tried everything else and that's where I landed. Um, But I did. I lost the first 50 pounds and I'm like, oh my God, like I did a thing. And I felt phenomenal. I, I started to recognize myself again. I started to have more energy. I, I, my husband and I got along again really well. <laughs> um, and it was just this opening that started. And then I slowly started to let it go. And I didn't realize what was happening. But one day, Miss turns into two days, turns into a week, turns into, oh, my God, I just put 42 pounds back on. And I'm back where I started. And so that was my kind of like lid lifter moment. I, I realized that it wasn't just the exercise. It wasn't just moving my body. And it wasn't just changing my 
food on the plate. It wasn't just about eating more greens over more fried foods. There was an element that I was not allowing in, and that was my emotional self and my mind. There is such an emotional aspect to physical transformation, and there was no one to turn to. There, there's no counselor in the yellow book that you look up and go, why am I crying every time I try to exert myself in a new way? Why am I feeling trapped when I try and move my body further than it wants to go? Why am I aching in my heart and in my soul when I'm trying to take care of myself? And it was like all of these juxtaposed emotions that literally had nowhere to go, and I didn't have a place to go with them and talk to about them. So I sat with them, and I journaled about them, and I started to research them in a universal sense. And I started to voice it, like, okay, this is pain. This is hurt. This is shame. This is scared. This is fear. This is worry. This is anxiety. What am I going to do with it? And the more I started to give voice to and step into these different emotions, I started to realize, oh, my God, I'm not eating because I'm hungry. I'm eating because the day ends in Y and I'm, I'm anxious. Oh, my God, I'm not wow. skipping a meal because I don't have time. I'm skipping the meal because I'm choosing not to take care of myself. I put someone else ahead of me. And that was a really, really hard thing to start to articulate within myself with my own value and my own self-worth. Because then there came into play all of these other grappling, juxtaposed, oppositional messages that I had been taught my whole life, which was you, you put your, your kids first. Well, no. If I put my kids first, then I have literally taken and robbed myself of the very energy that I need to take care of them with. And that was a hardcore thing to sit with. I hear you, and sister. And then it was a hardcore thing to parent from because it changed the relationship that I had with myself, but it also changed the relationship I had with my children, and it changed the relationship my husband and I had as parents raising children and as a husband and wife in a relationship together. But that was the precipice of me having a relationship with myself, having that experience, falling in love with who I was, learning to date myself, learning to be in my own presence and enjoy it instead of running from it, keeping myself busy so I didn't have to deal with it, picking up someone else's issue, problem, dilemma so I didn't have to deal with my own. Very Those true. were all behavior patterns that led me straight to the bottom of a buffet. And that was a hard deal for me to swallow, let alone behaviorally change. But those moments were what led to the understanding that it was this copacetic relationship between moving your body on purpose, eating the foods that served your body, and then believing in yourself and in a universal purpose, understanding that I was here to live my life, to stand in a space of love, and to matter in my own right and collectively with the people we are here on the planet experiencing life with. Very true. 
Now, whenever you look back at uh, all the, you know, I hate to call them excuses or stuff like induced blockages, like when you looked at, you know, I'm robbing time from my children doing this. I'm robbing time from if my husband needs me by doing this. Like, how did you, when you had moments like that, how did you talk yourself into continuing to have a relationship with yourself as well as how that benefits? Like, what are some of the, the most beneficial experiences you've had with your kids and your husband because you you know, worked past talking yourself out of, like, not doing it for you? In the beginning, it it didn't have as many benefits as it did issues. So if I'm being honest, it, it was a struggle in the beginning, and I, I talk a lot about that with my my clients today, and I kind of, like, prepare them. Change creates change. That's not a good or bad. It's not a judgment call. But when you change something, when you throw that rock into the river and everything ripples out and around it, it's not a good ripple or a bad ripple. The ripple's a ripple. So there actually was a lot of learning that came with that need and that understanding of me having to take care of myself because it gave my husband and I a different understanding of each other. It gave us something else to bond through. And then it did the same in that respect with my children. Um, my oldest, so I, I, I have seven kids all together. My oldest five, um, the oldest two were ones that did a lot of this with me and my husband in the beginning. Uh, my second to oldest one, his name's Hart, and he struggled with a lot of the same food behaviors, quote unquote, that I did. He carried his pain the same way his mommy did. And it's because that's how I taught him to do it. I didn't know that's what I was doing because it's not actively in front of you as you're doing that. Very true. But seeing it side by side as I was learning how to deal with my own shit, I could see that all of the stuff that I wasn't handling was spilling out and over to my children. So when I was taking that time to do that and show him I saw that there's another layer of learning here. There's another level of growth as a parent. There's another aspect to the human experience that I'm getting to have because I'm choosing to take more care of myself. And the, I guess the, the navigating of that, there were moments where it was comical and I'd have my kids make signs that says mommy's working out and they'd stick it on the outside of my bedroom door so that no one would interrupt that 30 minutes that I was giving myself. But then there were also moments where I was in tears beside myself because I couldn't understand why I felt so guilty yeah. taking that time for myself. I couldn't understand because it's not like my husband wasn't supportive. He, he was the epitome of supportive. And I was still standing in front of him trying to wrestle with my guilt and actually project it onto him. And that, again, brought on this whole new layer of growth and understanding and self-development and self-reflection because I was choosing to invest in myself, because I was choosing to reconnect with myself and take that time to really pull back all of the layers of who I had allowed myself to become as a woman in life and limited myself 
to becoming as a woman in life. When I chose to value myself, I had to also take responsibility for doing so. Do you think opening yourself up to your husband in those real vulnerable moments, as well as opening yourself up vulnerably with your children, and I love the fact that you actually made them proactive in your moment by making their little signs for you and, and support you and um, and making them feel like they're, they are part of the bigger picture. And do you feel like being so open and vulnerable that actually made such a, a much more solid understanding and deeper love that you and your children now, you know, they felt it. They just felt like they were a part of that. Because I think, um, much like you, you know, having a two-year-old, two-year two and five-month-old, he, he's just been such part of my world where I just, I, I do, I have had that guilt of doing what mommy wants to do to help nurture herself and be present in herself. But um, I'm starting to be inspired by what you've been through and you're saying it's, it's also making them feel the more consistent you are that there's there's so much part of the bigger picture too, as opposed to just oh their moment and their presence like a, a typical stuck mom would be emotionally. Yeah, no, I mean it's it, for all intensive purposes. It it's another lesson in life that I've been able to give my children because. I did struggle with the weight because I did struggle with self-abusive relationships because of everything that I experienced, survived, and have come out the other side and taken the time to unpack. I have a a 22-year-old son going to college and achieving his physical therapy license because he understood how to take care of his body from the age of 16 forward. I have a, a now 21-year-old son who his therapy on a daily basis is taking that time for himself to move his body in ways that feel good. He loves agility training and the high-performance athletic training, and he loves making sure he's nutritionally sound in his food. But he's also the same kid that'll take a walk around the block with the dog and his little sister at the same time because he knows how vitally important it is to slow down and be present and in the moment, which has nothing to do with exercise and burpee. It has everything to do with connecting your body to the world you're living in. Perfect, yes. And then I have, on the opposite spectrum, I have my youngest daughter who's nine and about to be ten. And she sees mommy training people every day. She sees mommy having conversations about what it means to eat foods that are good for your soul and your body, not just the the salad bag that comes home. And she makes workouts and puts them up on a blackboard and shows me pictures of them and and will hop on my elliptical and, and ask if she can play with the toys in my playground because that's what I call it. I've made it this reconnection of recess because it was so foreign to me as a kid. It was so outside of the the normal norm growing up. I was petrified of how to move in different ways and equipment was not happening. And so I've tried to normalize it. I've tried to make it something that's fun. And I really think that all of these different experiences have added joy and value to my children's lives because of it. 
Oh, that's amazing that, you know, and I'm sure too, your husband had the same moments of feeling like if he put any time into himself, it was, you know, that feeling of guilt with the kids and everything, because there's proactive, amazing fathers as well. Um, and I also love the fact that you turned your, your working out and, and giving yourself time to do so as the playground. Cause you know, when it comes to taking care of yourself and eating healthier and putting that extra time into certain things and, um, everybody has that cringing pain thought of, oh, I gotta go run or, oh, I gotta go, you know, get on the treadmill and, but I, I love how you turned it into a playground and your children get excited to get into the playground with you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I've, I've been calling it the playground for probably about three years now. It, it started as a running joke. I had just gotten my certification as a trainer, and part of their training is putting us in the gym and having us learn the equipment. And I was standing next to a girl in the class with me, and I, I couldn't, I think it was Jacob's ladder. <laughs> I, think, I want to say it was that piece of equipment. I'd never seen it before. And I was just like, it looks, it, it's like being on the playground and trying to figure out how to climb a jungle gym. Oh, geez. At first, I don't know if I've ever you seen have one. no idea what you're doing. And it's not like you want to look around at the other kids and straight up <laughs> own the fact that you don't know what you're doing and you don't know if you can even try to do it because of all of the different intimidation factors and just all the crap that gets put into your brain as you're growing up and moving through life. And I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to look at it as a playground. This is, these are all of my toys and I'm going to get to pick and choose which toys I want to play with every day. And I'm going to build my body up nice and strong and it's going to feel phenomenal because I'm going to be focusing on strength and resiliency and learning how to move in ways that I've never allowed myself. And it's just going to be fun. I'm just going to make it a big adventure, and that's how I'm going to look at it. So to this day, when I have a training client, I ask them, are you ready to play? Oh, my gosh, and that's awesome. That's just how we start our session. It, it's the mindset piece. When you look at something and you feel like it's going to be this big, huge amoeba of just pain and shit, no one's going to pick that up. <laughs> right? But if you look at it and go, it is time to play. It is time to get in there, dive in, and live your life. Let's go find out what's waiting for us. That's a heck of an entrance and introduction. Oh, exactly. Well, because I, how many, I'm sure if the audience, we could see them, it's almost like how many people had that same feeling where you might have walked into a gym and you were so overwhelmed by things that you didn't know how it moved or what it was even really to do. And you just kind of went, Absolutely. well, let, let me just do this because I, I understand, you know, a treadmill or let me, let me just get a dumbbell and I'll just flex my muscles a minute and then go home. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I mean, I always talk about you start exactly where you're at. One of the things that, I mean, I know for me, I had had like this, this big, huge thought bubble in the very, very beginning. Like if I could just drop like a hundred pounds, my life would be so much better. And it's that misnomer and grandiose thinking that actually adds to the limitation. Because very what true. you really need to say is if, if I could just drop two pounds, let, let's just start there. Let's make it realistic. If I could just add more vegetables and fruits to my daily intake, if, if I could just walk from here to the mailbox, 
if I could just pick my daughter up and sit back down and have it not hurt my knees, if I could just believe in myself again and feel a little better, 1% better than I did yesterday, that's how you make a transformation. That's how you lose weight. That's how you change life. That's how you live more. It's one step at a time. It's one moment at a time. It's one decision and one choice at a time. Not the whole kit and caboodle. Well, uh, speechless on that one. It's like, that's so true. It's like we, we already, a lot of us just trend out and go, well, that's my goal. If I could just get there, everything will be all well and better. But like you had your experience in the earlier part where you lost 50 and then you end up gaining like 40 some back. Just yeah. because we, even if we set that I, goal, we meet it. And it's like, well, we, after then what? It's like, you have no intention of, of like really staying there and then growing from that aspect. It's like, okay, you met your goal. Then what? <laughs> right. It, it, it's powerful when you start to ask yourself those questions, when you really start to become transparent and honest with yourself and you pull back the bullshit and you don't let the mask that you've been presenting your whole life be the thing that you continue to accept. It took me a good 40 years to understand that, and I, I know it's still an ever-evolving comprehension that I gladly take on every day. My, my goal every day when I wake up, I put my feet on the floor, I put my hand on my heart, and I, I feel for that beat in my chest to remind me that I am here and I have a purpose and I don't have to know what it is. I just have to show up in my life with all of me, receptive, open, willing, and allowing myself to be love and love. And the rest of things will take care of themselves. Oh my gosh, I applaud that. I like, I think that's just such a, you know, you and I talked a little bit, but you know, before we even uh, started our podcasting together in this moment, it's it is. It's so much about being present. I think a lot of us are learning, especially this year, to the importance of showing up for yourself and what are what are you feeling, what are you experiencing, you know, where do you want to go with it, and to know that you know, take take this time for what it's worth in your your learning curve and your journey, and you become a lot more happier in that moment then. And you gladly Absolutely. keep stepping forward. Oh, Tina, I fluffy heart you. All oh, right. So from the moment you open your mouth, you're like an angelic inspiration. <laughs> thank you. So here we hit 2020, the most difficult year for a lot of us, but the most exquisite growth and uh, much needed type of year. And you have become the director of the Hagerstown Sports Club and Fitness and your virtual gym since they shut businesses down and you improvised and found out that that's a passion of yours as well. And you have your podcast and what each step of those moments for you, what has it showed you about yourself? I'm way more resilient than I ever gave myself credit for. I definitely have been afforded the, the gift of understanding. There are so many different experiences that I have had through my life that I've come out the other side that I'm grateful for today. I was not grateful for when I was going through them, but it, the, the way I put it is you can't see the picture when you're inside the frame. And when we look at our lives 
before, when we look at the experiences, when we look at the traumas, or we look at any of the opportunities that may or may not have been missed, when we look at all of those things from yesteryear, it's not as clear and meaningful until we are doing so from the present state. Looking at it today, I know that this pandemic and all of its chaos, I've been prepared my whole life to, to get through this moment. I've, I've been given opportunities and experiences on purpose to know how to budget, to know how to emotionally connect more during a time when it's needed more than ever before. I, I've been gifted the opportunity and experience to understand that even in adversity, even when we feel as disconnected as humanly possible, we still have the ability, the privilege, and the responsibility to step forward and live our life from exactly where we're at right now. And that's what I'm trying to connect people to, to, so that they're doing it in their own lives and trying to demonstrate it and model it in my own and just knowing that we are each other's assets, knowing that we have the ability to change someone else's life by showing up in our own is astronomically amazing in my mind. And it just, it keeps me thrumming and it keeps me moving forward because I know there's people I haven't even met yet in life that because I'm having this conversation at this moment in time, I'm going to change their life and I don't have to meet them and they don't necessarily need to know who I am, but somewhere along the line, the universe is going to draw lines and connections and relations are going to take place. And this conversation, this moment in existence and in life, it's going to make a change somewhere days, months, years down the road. Absolutely. I, I think completely agree. One of the things that we, we overlook a lot. Yeah, I think much like you said, you know, you really can't see the picture when you're in the frame. And it's like when you actually become, you know, this is another thing that I, I've also found terms for, which is the same meaning. It's like when you step back and become your own observer of what you're, you're experiencing and what you're going through, an observer will actually look at things a lot more in a neutral stance and will easily help find you into, into the direction you want to step. But when you're in the eye of the storm, when you're in, in your body and you don't actually take time to step back and be your own observer, um, you're, you're not really sure how you want to take it. But we, we all are here. Even if you don't believe that you're a life teacher of any kind, even if you don't believe that you're meant to like make a, say somebody goes, oh, I'm not meant to podcast or I'm not meant to teach anybody anything. It's like so untrue. Because like you said, when you show up, regardless of how you show up, you're still connecting, you're still expressing, you're still showing whatever someone might need. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. So here's a big question for you. With what you are okay. now, everything that you have experienced from losing mind-boggling, I, I just, 150 pounds. Of, I lost a teenager. That's oh how my, I put it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, like, it's one of those things where, like, that alone is is just like beyond inspirational and uh you know because you hear all the time like oh i lost 30 pounds and you look at the person and in your eyes they're so skinny and then you meet somebody who actually had that emotional weight and that that emotional preservation that they did with their body 
And it's like, wow. So you, you've been through that and, and you went and you, through all of your hardships of growing up in a tumultuous, you know, upbringing. And then you were working on your master's <laughs> and looking at how the mind would process things and do things. And then here you also, you know, put your, you know, your body into also your mind and you became the director and you're podcasting. What, what's next, Tina? Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm in the process of having what, what I call a lifelong dream come true. Um, I, I had envisioned this, this moment of growth for women that I could help connect other women to, but have it be something that wasn't just like a one and done moment. Um, over probably the last four or five years as a part of my own personal growth and continuing education aspects of things, I've gone all over the country to these different workshops and seminars, and I would come back from them every time. And I'm like, gosh, I wish I could take my kids to these. I come back so just vibrant and ready and and just a lot feeling on top of the world and understanding. Like everything was firing all at the same time, and there was this unstoppable feeling to things. And I'd look at my kids, and they would think I was crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you don't understand. We can do all this stuff. Like, there's so many different layers of us as people, and we just have to take time to invest in ourselves and the communication and the education and the growth mindset and positive psychology and all of these aspects to being a, a more fulfilled human. And they'd look at me like I was nuts. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I, I need this stuff to be something you guys experience. Because it's different, and we all know that. When we, we go out and do the burpees ourselves, it's not the same as telling someone that you did 10 burpees. Yeah. Someone who did not do 10 burpees is not going to comprehend what 10 burpees feels like. <laughs> and that's what I started. Yeah, there's no bonding moment like in the that. Long, <laughs> the long-winded version of this story. But... I would come home, and during one of the last ones I attended, it was called the Growth Summit. Um, Brendan Burchard was the uh, speaker, presenter, creator of the programming. And it was the third one of his seminars that I had sat in as an audience member. And I remember starting to doodle. I was listening to him, but I was doodling. And in my doodles, I started to see what was forming was this women's growth conference. And I'm like, why, why don't they have these for, for just women? Like, why don't they have these for closer to where my hometown is? Why don't they have these so that I can take my children to them? And so I started asking all of these different questions. And the doodling turned into journaling, and the journaling turned into this outline. And then I'm a a visual person by nature. So I I have this giant dry erase board, and I started to, when I got home, I took my notes, my doodles, and my journals, and I started to draw this picture out on this dry erase board. And I had this picture of a woman, and her arms were spread out open across, so her chest is open, and I'm a Care Bears fan, so it's like the Care Bears share moments happening, and her arms are outreached, and across her shoulders and out to her hands 
She's got these five different pillars of strength, what I call them. And it starts from the heart center, and it reaches out across left and right. And she's got her career. She's got her finances. She's got her mind, her body, and all of these pieces that we walk through life with. And then trying to attach our children, our marriage, our, our friendships, and all of everything else that we carry and walk through life with. But these pillars of strength, when they struggle, when they get obstacles, they change who we are. Again, not a good or a bad, because change creates change. It's what we do with it that makes the difference. It's Absolutely. what we do with it that cultivates growth or limitation. So this picture of this woman, and she's, I'm, I'm starting to use all of the different colors in my box, and I'm coloring her hair, and I'm coloring all of these pillars of strength, and it's this vibrant, coming-to-life woman. And I'm like, oh, my God, this woman is growing. And then I realized this woman is every woman, and I, I want this to be the it. This is, I, I'm going to somehow figure out how to put together a conference, a workshop. There's something here. And I just, I need to talk to the, the right person at the right time, and they're going to do the workshop. <laughs> like, I have the vision, and someone else was going to put it together, and, and everything was going to be copacetic. And I came across this friend, um, Andy Overton, and I went to coffee with her, and I told her about my idea for the workshop and my idea for the conference. And she literally sat across the table, stone cold, looked at me, and she's like, why not you? And it just hit me square between the eyes. And I'm like, wait a minute, what do you mean, why not me? And she's like, why don't you do it? Why don't you basically give birth to this baby that you've been growing and creating all of these years? And it was this huge, magical manifestation, precipice moment of like everything made a sense. I'm like, all right, I can do this. I am going to put together a, a women's growth conference, summit, workshop, something. I, I'm, I'm going to do it. And then fast forward about three or four months, and I found myself again in this opportunity. I was taking my son over to the college down the street, and I was signing him up for a class. And the office next to the one I was in, signing him up for a class, had Jen Wilkes, and she is um, the continuing education, like, program director person, the, the, the magician over there for the continuing ed. And I was given an opportunity to speak with her in that moment. And she loved my idea and came on board with it. And I started teaching my fit-minded living class at the college. And from there... I then met another person, another woman at the college who dealt with more of the event type of opportunities. And she liked the idea of the Women's Growth Conference. And so the three of us got an opportunity to sit down and we're like, we're going to do this. And so we, we met and continued to kind of map out these workshops, the five tracks that go throughout the year. And the first one focused on body. That one was scheduled to be held in March, and then COVID oh <laughs> happened. Gosh, yeah. And 
everything on the flip of a dime had to go virtual. And it was amazing because it literally was like the world made it possible for that moment to take place. And the whole time that was what was going to be happening. None of us were privy to it. But like I've, I've grown to know in my own life, I don't need to know the how or the whys of it. I just have to show up and be present. When God opens that door, you just have to walk through it. And that was what took place. The, the first workshop that was scheduled to be going on sold out. We had over 100 people oh, wow. that were registered participants and virtually came together. I had four presenters that all were able to video record their presentation. The amazing crew at the Hagerstown Community College, uh, Ryan Edwards was a genius magician with, with editing, put everything together. And we had two and a half hours of absolutely incredible, cultivating, foundational, pivotal growth with women that were from all over the country, not just my local area. So because of COVID, we actually had the ability to connect with more people. So in the midst of adversity and everything looking like it should have just gone belly up, we actually thrived. And that's what growth does. So it's just been the absolute perfection. If you're looking at it from observer into this experience. Everything has allowed itself to happen as it's meant to, and it's just made it better. So we have another workshop we just finished last month, and that one was on um, my mind is absolutely going exciting and blank at all the same time. My heart's like thrumming right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> we had that one. Um, just It was so incredible. I, I'm, I'm just, oh. Give me a second to pause here. Thank we goodness. coming up. <laughs> well, you know what? And that's the beauty of it is to just feel and be present in your experiences. And quite honestly, it's the, the women's growth that uh, you created. That's that's how you and I showed up and connected. And, yeah. you know, so it's just like you said, when, when you have someone who tries to control way too much, <laughs> me, uh, <laughs> I, I'm so learning. That when I just control in the fact that I show up, I, I work through talking myself out of whatever fear I feel holding myself back, but I've met the most phenomenal, inspiring people who have shown me the best attributes and aspects of even myself. You know, I could tell people that had I not heard about your amazing gathering, an inspirational moment for women to help you realize that no matter how you're feeling or what you're you're struggling with or it's all purposeful and you're on point and you're doing amazing and there's so much you could do with it. And I met Absolutely. one of the most phenomenal you. you know, phenomenal souls, Tina, I must say, out of that moment, which which was you. So Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't I cannot just express the blessing that this people like you that have been able to reach out and connect and share your experience of this, that's that's a huge part of why it's so important that we give ourselves that voice back because when we give each other that blessing when we give each other that little reminder like hey kiddo like you're you're good hey little girl inside of you keep dreaming keep moving forward and that's that's what this was women of growth was a dream that i had i wanted to to be able to take my daughter by the hand and go look 
mommy knows this place and mommy knows how to do this so that you can be the strong, resilient, incredible, extraordinary young woman that you were always meant to be in this world. And you don't have to go very far to do it because we have the ability to be virtual. I mean, career track was the last workshop. So that was an amazing opportunity to show not just the, the other women in our lives, but our children as well, because we're modeling that for them. Each one of these tracks grows the woman, but growing the woman grows the lives that they are in. And that's the thing. That's like the key thing to take away and why moments like this need to be more prevalent. Because every time we grow that part of us, it grows the people that we connect with. Very true. I love how you you said it's important that you find your voice. It's important that you bring that with you. And we're all meant to inspire and help possibly change perspective for somebody, even within ourselves. You know, as much as we think we're out here and we're blessing, we're doing, it's also equally coming back the fact that we're we're putting energy to it. So the same energy comes back for even us, our, our own blessings. Definitely. Definitely step into the extraordinary. I, I talk a lot about we have the privilege, the opportunity, and the responsibility to lift those limits for ourselves and to acknowledge when we are actually putting the limitations in place. Because it's, it's the relationship and understanding with ourselves that will determine which one of those actions is taking place in our lives. Because we always have the ability, no matter no matter where we're at in life, we have the ability to choose how we show up. And if we create our own limitations, then we're doing ourselves and the people we love most a disservice. True, but if we true. remove those limitations, we're allowing ourselves to grow. We're cultivating the, the garden that we're blooming in, to pull in another metaphor and analogy. <laughs> um, but we're truly, we're becoming. And that's the focus that I, I think has truly been thematically coming up more and more in my life is we are becoming, we are humans being, not been. And the more we step into our power of right now, right here where we are, the grander and more extraordinary life is going to become for us and those that we connect with. Absolutely. Completely and wholeheartedly support that. So if anybody out there wants to connect with you, what are the best means to finding Tina Fraley? Oh, my goodness. So you can straight up call my cell phone and I'll answer it. 240-527-0471. It's like, I'm um, glad I have that. I'm glad I have that number. <laughs> <laughs> um, Save my number, definitely. But Facebook, um, you can go to Fit Minded Living is my business page, or you can send me a personal friend request at Tina Fraley. And then on Instagram, I'm Coach Tina Fraley. And then you can also find me on my website, fitmindedliving.com. Perfect. I just want to also take the time and just thank you. Thank you so much for, for connecting with us and sharing your story, opening your heart up and vulnerably at that. I know that that's been a challenge for a lot of humanity of lately is just really allowing your heart to open up vulnerably. So thank you for that and the inspiration that you bring and the passion and the encouragement to don't stop. 
you know, keep going and find out even deeper aspects and amazing aspects that you never, you know, you f- forgot to give yourself credit for. And uh, I love the fact that you talk about journaling. I must put that, I'm going to put that plug in there because my Beyond Grounded family, they know if you're not real comfortable with expressing your emotions and your thoughts, get your piece of paper and pen. That's your best friend. So I love the fact that you journal and you encourage that. And just thank you. Thank you so much, Tina, for... Wow. Stepping and being you. You are very welcome. And I appreciate you being in this moment with me and to all of your listeners. I I hope you go out there and walk into your extraordinary because you're a second away from it, a decision away from it, a step away. Everything's on the other side of that discomfort zone as soon as you choose not to stand in it anymore. So true. On that note... I want to thank you again, and uh, we'll definitely be talking to you soon, Tina. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining Tina and I today. I love the fact that she took something that is almost like impossible and heavy feeling and just really allowed to see herself and encourage herself to show up. I'm looking forward to, to hearing from others about your own journeys of just showing up and your one step at a time and all the great things that transpired from that. And please, by all means, reach out to me on you know my Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Grounded. You can also find me on my website at beyondgrounded.com. And I am. I'm just. I'm excited. I just want to open up, you know, to a lot of people and keep connecting and hearing your, your inspiring journeys. And who knows, you might start your podcast too. And by all means, maybe you, you'll learn from the next person that you say hi to. So on that note, lots of love, many blessings, and uh, I'll talk to you all soon.